What's going on, everybody? Now, the question is this. How do men and women all over the world, coaches, experts, influencers, thought leaders, create six- or seven-figure businesses, all while having fun and changing lives? If you want to know the secrets to start that business, getting leads, getting paid what you desire for the clients you serve, and changing their lives every single day, this is the podcast for you. I'm JC of The Finest, and this is The Finest Hour. Welcome back to another episode of The Finest Hour Podcast, and I'm your host, JC of The Finest. And in today's episode, we're talking about one of the most important pieces to your puzzle of success. And that piece is doing things that others are not willing to do. Now, you know you've heard the phrase, do what others won't so you can get what others don't. And that is an actual true fact. It really will hold true when you're going for your goals. And the one way to really look at that, and we're going to break it down in a few examples in today's episode, because it's a question that I get often. JC, what am I not doing? Why am I not finding success? What can I do to increase my chances of success? And this question will be answered throughout this entire episode. Now, when you look at very easily the picture of whatever your goal is, when you look at that goal, there's going to be things that you're going to have to do that are going to be unpopular that other individuals won't do. That's not even in their mirror of things they're going to look at. And in aggressive, if you're looking at something like weight loss and you're looking to do it aggressively, how would you like to accomplish that feat? I know in my Fitness by JC program, we talk about very simple things like stacking your wins, drinking your water, doing your exercise, getting good sleep, you know, hitting the gym, easy, basic things. But when it comes down to what can you do that others won't do, this is the big thing. When you look at what's fun to people, oftentimes what's fun is, well, I can't pass this up. I can't pass this up because, I'm gonna give you a couple of quick examples. An unpopular thing, and I know one question that comes up, JC, I have a party to go to. It's my aunt's birthday. It's my sister's brother's birthday. It's my friend's brother's sister's cousin's. You get the point. When it comes down to those things, think about it in very basic terms. A conversation that I had with a client recently, when they looked at all of the birthdays and celebrations they had, And at first it was, hey, I have my brother's birthday. Okay, that was kind of out of nowhere. Then it was, well, I have all these other different birthdays. And when you added it up, it was like 25 out of 52 days were birthdays, meaning cheat meals, drinking, snacks, sweets, things that you know you shouldn't eat. And when it comes down to eating things in moderation versus being gluttonous, if you're looking at what do most people do? Well, I have to go to the party. I don't want that person to feel bad or feel like I'm rude for not going. You know, you look at a couple of different things. The average person would just go and chalk it up. Well, I have to support this. I have to support that. When it comes out of doing what people won't do, you're going to get the result that they won't get. And in a very easy example, number one, you can skip the parties. That's an obvious easy one. And that's something you'll have to take up with that person. But it still gives you the opportunity to stay on track and eat the right things and go towards your goal and lose your weight. The second thing, very easily, you can still go to the parties, but here's the kicker here. It could be something simple like, A, finding out prior to the party from the person you're going for. Hey, you know what? I'm on a diet. I'm looking to lose weight. This is something I really want and I'm going after. You know, what is on your menu for the party? That's always an option that you have. And most people, I don't want to ruffle feathers. Well, here's the deal. Would you rather your goal not get met or would you rather ask and maybe they're not even offended? And they say, hey, this is the menu. I know you're trying to lose weight. Here's what's probably best for you. Or, hey, you know what? 
I understand why you'd ask that, kind of caught me off guard, but here it is. Now that you have that answer, you're taking it one step further than the average person. You're getting that intel, that information to where you can give yourself a legitimate look. Will this party be in my best interest? If I go to the party, will they have food for me to eat that they're serving? And number three, probably the most unpopular, but yet when it comes down to your goal, doing things that people won't do, is simply bring your own food to the party. Now, I understand that JC, I don't wanna get the looks. I don't want people to say I'm strange. I don't wanna stick out like a sore thumb. Well, here's the deal. Do you wanna fit in like everybody else does? Be average, be mediocre, be normal? Or do you wanna be the one that sets the precedent, that stands out and people look at you, you know what? You're being a leader in your life. I wish I had that discipline. I wish I had that willpower. And here's the deal, when you show up with the food, if you're worried about what everyone else is thinking, if you're worrying about being judged, you're never going to achieve your goal because people are always going to have their own two cents. But when you have your two cents, which is the most important two, and you say, you know what, this is what I must do to keep my goal alive. And you show up to that party with a little bag of food, and guess what? Everyone else has their drinks, their cake, their ice cream, and they might say a couple of things to you. But guess what? You're sticking to your goal. You're sticking to your discipline. You're staying focused on your long-term vision, that kind of delayed gratification, and where, you know what, you could have a couple of pieces of cake and a whole bunch of different things that are gonna be off plan. But you stick to the plan, you eat the meal that you brought, and guess what? You get to enjoy the party, you're there for support, people appreciate you showing up, and you go home, but you're still on track for your goals. And trust me, if you keep doing that, and that's one thing clients find out, once they start going to a bunch of parties, bringing their own food, People might start out, oh, there goes so-and-so, they got their food with them again, and it's a little joke. But then after a while, when they start seeing you lose the weight, they start seeing that stomach, that gut, it starts shrinking. They start seeing everything you told them you wanted to create start being created. Now, all of a sudden, you're not looked at as a sore thumb. You're looking at as inspiration. You're being looked at as somebody that's setting a leadership precedent where you know what, this is what I'm going to do, even if it's against popular opinion, even if most people won't do it, guess what, I'm going to do it. And now people start asking, wow, you really lost a lot of weight. You're really in a lot better shape. How did you do it? Well, you know what, I see how one way you did it, what else did you do? Now you're able to share what got you to your result and you might help somebody else take that same step because now it's no longer so strange because you're the one that stepped out and did it. Just an easy, small example when you're going for your goals, how one tiny decision of looking at your long term, how can I make this work? And you find options. When you cut yourself off very quickly and you do what everyone else does, Guess what, obesity, 66% of Americans are obese. So if you're doing what the average does, that means you're with that 66%. The very small percentage of 34% is taking that step. What can I do to stand out? What can I do to achieve my goal? And that is how it's done. When you look at also other things that you can do to find your way to your goals, it could be even more drastic, but I know very specifically, I can give you a couple of examples from my life just to illustrate the small things that you have to do. And this first one, I'll give you an easy example for my modeling and acting career. Years back, Will Smith shot a movie in Pittsburgh, actually, which was called Concussion where he was a doctor basically that founded the CTE with all the concussions with the NFL football players. And they were holding an open casting call. Now, if you're not familiar what that is, that's basically they tell you a time and anyone that can show up can show up. They basically you get in line with a ton of other people and you meet all the people that are casting. They take a couple of pictures, you answer a few questions and you go on your way. 
And if they like you, well, you know what? Maybe they'll give you a call back and you'll get a part in the movie. And I've shared this story a few different times, but I feel it's appropriate to share again. But when you look at the story, basically how it unfolded was there was a casting call. 10.30 in the morning on a Saturday in Pittsburgh. This is years ago. It was extremely cold that day, maybe about 28 degrees, really, really cold. And in that, most people say, okay, 10.30, I'm going to get there 10.15. You know what? I'm going to get there 10.29. But when you look at that, think of that. You want to be in a Will Smith box office smash movie. How many other people want to have that opportunity? Probably millions, probably thousands, 100%. And when you look at that, that's exactly what happened. So I knew, you know what? There's going to be a super early call time and everyone's going to show up right around the time when they ask to be there. 15 to 20 minutes in advance is what it said on the piece of paper. But I knew something told me, you know what, you better show up a little bit earlier. But I had a dilemma. Just going back to the main thing, do what other people won't so you can get what other people don't. The easy thing with that was the night before, there was a huge party and I had an opportunity to go to the party, which I knew 100% would carry on into the wee hours, three, four, five in the morning, which would give me about an hour or two of sleep before I had to pop up and go to an audition. Now, when you can control the controllable, that's within my control. And when it came down to making the right decision, I knew that going to that party was going to go against popular opinion. Everyone was going to go to it. It was a big party. But when you go to something like that, you realize when you wake up, you're a little bit tired. You're looking a little bit weathered. You're not going to give your best performance. Your best foot is not going to be put forth. And with all of those people, you don't have any room for error. So when it came down to that particular situation, I made the hard decision that I was not going to go to the party, which everyone was shocked because everyone expected me to be there. But at the same time, I had bigger goals for my modeling and acting career. I always wanted to work alongside Will Smith. And being where I was with that career, it was really starting to pick up some steam and I really felt that that could give me a nice little notch on the belt to kick it up even a higher notch. And I remember when I went to bed that night, very early might I add 10 o'clock at night, super, super early, but I was also waking up at 4.30 because I wasn't gonna go down to the casting call at right before it started. I was gonna get there multiple hours early, 7.30 to be exact. So I was there three hours in advance and guess what? I was one of the first people there to my surprise. There was about 20, 30 people there, so I was one of the first to get into the building. Now, when it comes down to a casting call, just to catch you up, if there's thousands of people there, think about if there's thousands of people and they see person after person, you know, where do you stand out or what's gonna make you stand out? And I devised a plan that, you know what, I'm gonna be one of the first freshest faces they see there, I'm gonna give my best performance I can possibly give, and I wanna make a memorable impression where they remember me first and they compare other individuals throughout the day to myself. Or maybe I'm just somewhere on the radar, rather than being person number 14,025, I'd much rather be one of the first 30 in, do my mark, go out and hope for the best. So at that point, that's exactly what happened. I went in, I had more time because there was not that many people there, obviously when I got there. And once it got to that time when they started opening the doors, I was one of the first people before they opened it and then they shut the doors because it was very cold outside. So being one of the first people in there, got in, met all of the casting directors, met the individuals that are making the casting, struck up a conversation. At the time, my look was a little bit different than the people in there, so I stood out a little bit. You know, I made sure that I dressed for the part that I was going for, so I really looked exactly how, in my opinion, I would look if they were casting somebody for that role. Took my pictures, said the thank you, shared a couple of laughs, and went out the door. All in all, about 20 minutes it took to do that. 
That casting ended up going from the time it started all the way about till about 6.37 p.m. at night. So that's about seven to eight hours of seeing person after person after person, thousands of people. It was on the local news, the newspaper. I mean, it's Will Smith, this is big time, and that's how it went. A couple of weeks went by. And after a couple of weeks, a couple more weeks went by. But then finally my agent called and said, hey, you know what? They wanna book you for that role. You need to show up here. And the same people I met in the very beginning are the people that I saw that made the decision to cast me for the role. And at the same time, one of the first things that they said to me, and here's what it takes. Do you wanna go out to the party and go with the rest of the crowd? Do you wanna go to the party, wake up tired, and then not put your best foot forward? Or do you wanna do what most people aren't willing to do Go to bed early, wake up at the crack of dawn, skip the party, and do what you know you need to do to get to your goal. And that's exactly what was done. And the people, when I spoke to the casting directors, the first thing they said was, you were one of the first people that we saw. You made a dramatic impression, and we remembered your face the rest of the day. So as soon as we looked at the casting and all the pictures and went through all of our notes, your face, your picture, or conversations kept coming up. And that's one reason why we picked you, and I was one of eight people. Eight people out of more than 20,000. Now think about the odds. When you go into something like that, you're basically throwing a rock into the water hoping it skips to the other side and somebody catches it. At that point in time, you have to give your best foot forward. You know what, I heard the party was awesome. I heard it was great. Everyone that went there said it was over about four or five in the morning. So I was right on point when I was waking up that's when most people were going to sleep. And the individuals that were there, a couple of them, some of my actor friends that I'm familiar with, they didn't make that casting call the next day. Because A, they're like, I had a little bit too much to drink. I really wasn't feeling my best. I thought, you know what, what's the use? I know I'm not gonna put my best foot forward and they didn't even go. So just to show how one decision can separate you from the pack, one decision can put you closer to your goal. One decision can make the difference between getting your goal and success and not getting your goal and having to either start all over or in some places quit. And all of those things can go back. It's just doing what people will not do. And that goes for all of the different things. Your goal could be going towards a job. And a very easy share with the jobs, and I always like to share this, especially with my Fitness by JC clients because I always share this story. But in a second share, I know when it comes down to reaching goals, and this is for my entrepreneurial clients or entrepreneurial listeners, as well as my nine to fivers that maybe they have aspirations for more. I remember when I was going towards my goals along the journey, and I remembered in going towards the goals, the money kept getting less and less and less in my account, and I knew something had to be done to keep my goal alive. And if you're listening right now, and this is you and you're struggling and things aren't going the way that you want them to go, do whatever it takes to get what you want. When you're willing to do that, that's gonna separate you to the theme of this podcast. When you do what others aren't willing to do, things happen that won't happen for them, for you. And I know in this particular place, I am not, and I say this, if you're a nine to fiver, it's all good. I support you if you love that. But that's not my thing. And I knew at that time, just by being on my own, being an entrepreneur, making mistake after mistake after mistake, because it's always a lot of full starts and failures as you fail basically into your success. And I knew I needed some way to have a steady income. And this particular time, I thought to myself, well, what can I do? I have this many months of income left. The money is drying up. It's not coming as quickly as I would like. I need something that's basically gonna be steady every two weeks that's gonna be my investor. Now, notice the language. I didn't look at it as I'm going to get a job. I didn't look at it as I'm going to the bank to go get a loan. I looked at it as I'm going to work 36 to 40 hours for a company 
And in return, they're going to give me an investment check every two weeks. That was my mindset. And I know for most, they would just bite the bullet. Most entrepreneurs, maybe they would just go and kind of fall with the ship. Some individuals would go to the job, but this is what happens. They lose sight of what their long-term goal is and they stay at the job. And then five, six, seven years later, you're trapped and you can't get out. I set a goal for one year, max 1.5 years, that I would go and get a nine to five job, which I detest more than anything in life. I went to do that and I knew and didn't tell anybody about it. None of my friends knew I had this job. Every single day, I showed up every morning, 7.30, got out at four. Soon as four o'clock hit, I was working, grinding all day, all night, until about maybe one, two in the morning, I get three, four hours of sleep, wake up and do it again. And did that every single day for one year. And when I tell you, every day I wanted to walk in and walk right back out, but I knew what my long-term vision was. And when you think about it, what are you willing to do that others aren't? I knew that if I got 12 months of checks, every two weeks, an investment check that I could take and use that to build my modeling career, to pay for my gas to travel, to pay for photo shoots, to pay to go to conferences, to learn, to personal develop, all these different things. I knew that I needed capital and I wasn't going to get a bank loan and I was willing to go and actually get a job, something I hated to bring me closer to something that I loved. And every single day, I always say that. There's always the things you don't like before you get the things you like. It's just called adversity, and that's the point. Your goal wants to know, the universe wants to know, how hard are you willing to work? What are you willing to do to get that goal that you want? And I was in that job for 12 long months. It felt like 30 years. But once that time hit, and I hit a certain amount of cash, I knew it was time to go, and got up out of there. And I didn't get out of there on my own. I 100% got fired, as I always say, three jobs, fired from all three. But I knew it wasn't my time, and it was never going to be for the nine to five. So I also knew that I did it, I stuck it out, and in that 12 months, the reward was an excellent one. I remember the day that I got fired like it was yesterday, one of the happiest days of my life. I know it sounds crazy, but in that moment, got fired from the job. They said, hey, you know what? You did a great job. You know, we have to let you go for one reason or another. You know, thank you for your services. All I said was thank you very much. And I walked out of there with the biggest smile I've ever seen in my life. If you could have seen my face, you would have been like, why is he smiling so big? The minute I walked out of there, it felt like a million pounds were lifted off of my shoulders. I had made the capital that I needed to make. It helped me to make the connections to the people that I needed to connect to, to get me the income that I needed to keep steady, to take that next leap in my goal, to where I knew after that I would never have to go back to a nine to five because I did the time to create the opportunity for the goal. And the payoff of that was very cool. Two hours after I was let go from the job, two hours after I was already on an extreme high from being on my own again as a full-time entrepreneur, I got a call from my agent and booked two consecutive commercials, and this at the time when LeBron James played for the Cleveland Cavs, number one for a LeBron James Beats by Dre commercial, number two for a Nike commercial, and the very next day, a Kyrie Irving Nike commercial. So it was back to back to back, huge national commercials, and it just gave me more of the power knowing that I was doing the right thing. It was kind of like I did that one year sentence of that job, and then because of that good service and going after it and taking that risk, I was rewarded with something that I was working towards, which is the opportunity to be a full-time actor model, to be a full-time entrepreneur, and to develop the capital to start and really build my fitness business. And once that happened, I never looked back, but I understand for all the individuals when I tell that story, JC, I would have never done that. I don't know if I could go get a job that I hated just to create something that I loved. 
But you have to think about it. When you do what others want, you get what others don't. And I can tell you a million and one stories and all you have to do is simply send me a DM on Instagram at JC of the Finest or simply click the link in my bio or go to jcofthefinest.com and drop me an email and ask. And I can share and would love to share many, many more stories. I legitimately probably have millions of doing things that people won't do to get something that you want. And when it comes to that, people always look at you like you're nuts. And I'm just gonna give you one last little tip here, when you go for the goal, people will look at you like you're crazy when you're doing things that no one else is willing to do. But here's the kicker. Nobody believes when you first start. They don't even believe when you've been doing it for a while. But once you start getting the results of whatever it is you are chasing, that is when people start to pay attention because the results speak and you don't have to. And that's the time when people start to believe, people start to support, and then the kicker is they ask, how did you do it? And the very quickly you can lay out exactly what it took and you'll see when people make the face, ooh, I don't know if I could do that. You know what, that sounds cool, but I'm just gonna stick to my day job. You understand you're doing something different, that you're not someone that's meant to fit in, you're someone that's meant to stand out and lead. So if you have these thoughts, if every single day it feels like you're doing things that nobody else is doing, you're on the right path. If you're finding struggle, if you're finding adversity and all you wanna do is find a way that you can make it work, but it's some crazy idea in your mind that you figured out that you have to do to make it happen, do it. You'll never regret things that you go for because when you do it, you take the risk, you leap, you always figure out how to build some wings and fly before you hit the ground. So make sure today, if you have those feelings, you do the things that won't be done by other individuals so it can separate you from the pack, you can stand out and create whatever beautiful life that you're looking to live as well as the beautiful goals that you're working to achieve. But I hope this episode truly helped you find that focus and really understand you're on the right path if this relates and connects to you. But we We'll come back with another episode next week, but we'll always, before that happens, take things out the way that we do every single week, do and become the best you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want to know what you've learned. So if you wouldn't mind, would you take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast on your phone right now, upload to your Instagram stories and tag me at JC of the Finest, and then let me know in that IG story what is one thing you learned and one thing that you would like to learn more about. I love hearing more from my clients, listeners, friends, new and old, all over the world. Right as soon as you do this, go inside the podcast app and hit that little button there that says subscribe. Leave me a five-star review and a five-star rating. Again, this helps us reach more people, and if you want to be a part of helping change the world one person at a time, it makes a massive difference by you leaving that review. So thank you very much for tuning in, my finest hour friends, and thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. And remember, do and become the best you.